and we are recording. Everybody, we are live here. And you know what? I should probably probably should do this over here as well. Oh, hey, too, check it out. Welcome, everybody. We are live here. We are the Victorious POD. We are here. Uh, episode number two. Is that right, Jack? Number two? Correct. On the season? Jeez. Wow. Number two, my lord. Um, it's a steaming pile of number two. <laughs> Jack yet. Welcome, everybody. Welcome on in. We, uh, we, we here are the Victorious POD. We are going to be talking all things fancy football today. We, are, we have our first annual mock is going to explain to us definitely here in one second. Um, a few things I'd like to run through here real quick. Number one, uh, I would like to thank Levi Oki. He created this beautiful artwork here that you see in front of us. Shout out to him. He has been awesome. We got a few more things from him today that I have somewhat implemented, but um, no, uh, big thanks uh, to him. If you would like to see more, find Levi Oki, Levi Oki illustration on it. So go there, do that. And I'd like to say, join the Discord. Please join the Discord. We have it here linked in our YouTube channel. Uh, you can see it in the episode description below. It'll also be in uh, the uh, podcast description as well. Uh, you can find us here on YouTube. You can find us on all of the major plat uh, platforms for podcasts, uh, www.anchor.fm. You can find us on all social media websites as well. I'm going to go back to our website here real quick, www.anchor.fm slash the victorious POD. So let's do that. Uh, there you will find our episode and please and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast uh, platform, Spotify, iTunes app, you know, whatever, you know, you know, you know the vibes. All right, Jack, how are you doing, man? Good. Uh, soliloquy monologue that you just had. That was, that was wonderful. It was off the top of my head because I can't see the notes that you were supposed to put in the Google Drive for I'm, me to be able to view. I'm looking at them. Hey, don't come at the note writer here. All right. I'll pull a Ron Burgundy and uh, change some of the prompts on you. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you just, um, why don't you just introduce garlic and then, um, you know what, here, we'll just do this here real quick. Who? Who? <laughs> you just did it for me. Okay. Well, why don't you introduce him <laughs> and why don't we go through kind of the rules of the mock draft? Yes. Well, Garlic, it's your time to shine. We are welcoming a non-member of the Victorious POD, but a member of his own podcast in his own right who's going to help us with the mock draft today. I'll let him uh, tell him tell us a little bit about himself, and then we'll kind of get into the breakdown of the mock draft rules, if you want to take it away. I mean, my name's Garlic. How we doing, folks? I've run the talk. About, I've been slowly sitting here eating. I got on this call at 6.30. And this was supposed to happen a lot sooner, but I've been slowly whittling away at this beautiful cheesecake brought to you by Carrie's Cheesecakery. It's a cookies and cream. I don't think you'll be able to see it on the can, but the like the very bottom there, it's like an Oreo crust. They've got so look up Carrie's Cheesecakery on Facebook and uh, go buy a cheesecake from her. It's incredible. That's all I have to say. I am glad to hear you said it was a uh, cookies and cream one because I was wondering if that was a little bit of mold. I wasn't sure on the video. So otherwise, now that I know, delicious, it looks delicious. Oreo. <laughs> Lovely. Um, so yeah, so we're going to have the three of us drafting tonight, uh, each from a different position to kind of have us spread out so that you can kind of 
as the viewers see what different teams can look like and what your strategies can be coming into a draft, depending on where you pick. Uh, this will be a 12 team draft because those are the best and eight and 10 team drafts are silly because you just think your team is better than it is when everybody's teams are amazing. Uh, we're going to have roughly 30 seconds per user to pick. Everybody else is going to be computers and we'll kind of give you our thoughts and breakdowns as we go. We're going to go, I believe, just 14 rounds. Um, so it's going to be about five bench spots or so. Standard league, so no no PPR fanciness. We can always talk about that and how that will affect things a little bit later. But uh, regular one quarterback, two running back, two receiver, tight end, defense and kicker. Not that those two matter. But uh, yeah, we're going to be picking from the one, the six, and the 12 to really give you a, a lay of the land and kind of where some of the tiers break off here. Right on. Thanks, Jack, for breaking that down. Um, I don't think we really have anything else that we're going to need to start on. So we might as well get switched on over to our draft board over here and we'll just bring that up and then we can head right into it with our, uh, with our mock draft. Jack, do you want to get it, get it started? Yeah, I will uh, hit the start button here and put myself on the clock. Um, promise you it's not going to take the full 60 seconds but in my opinion i don't know how you two feel but i feel like the the number one overall spot is a solid one um, you're going to get the number one pretty much unquestioned player christian we'll get into how this kind of breaks down i know it's a long wait of 24 picks to come back to me but i mean you get a guy that basically is like two running backs in one or the way his recept receptions totals go is like another receiver he's better than a lot of receivers when it comes to receiving categories so Kind of a no-brainer here. It kind of starts to get a little bit murkier in the next couple of picks, but I will put CMC on the board at one, and then we will see what the next couple of spots come out at as we go here. So, Walters, if you want to start talking, I'm going to get it to the next next few spots. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Christian McCaffrey was taken. Then we have Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley. All those running backs were taken. Um, so now that leaves me with a few different running backs here. We have Alvin Kamara available. We also have Jonathan Taylor, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I feel like at this point, there are too many good running backs on the board to be able to, um, to not go with a running back. So, um, I, I'm going to absolutely stick with the running back position here and I am going to um, I am going to draft Alvin Kamara here mostly because um, at this point I feel like Alvin Kamara is going to be really the only offense that New Orleans is going to be able to actually use. I, I believe they have one of the weakest wide receiving teams um, in the NFL right now and so um, I think that going with um, Alvin Kamara would be a great spot here. So a little bit unusual to see him drop to six. I feel like more often than not, he's kind of hopping above the, the Chubb and Barkley players here. So I would expect him to be in the top four. But regardless, you see the first seven picks here after Walters took Kamara. Uh, we have Jonathan Taylor going next. The first seven picks are all running backs. Devontae Adams came off next. Zeke, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, receiver run. Uh, I'm going to put it back on here and let... Uh, let garlic chit chat about the bookends. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. Sitting here at pick 12, I was praying, hoping, and pleading that Stefan Diggs would fall to me here. And I was just going to go Stefan Diggs and Aaron Jones and think it would be the greatest thing ever because Stefan Diggs is easily going to be a top five receiver. I think Aaron Jones, easily a top 10 running back, uh, maybe probably top five if that offense stays as potent as it was last year. So now I don't know what to do. Um, I'm definitely going to go Aaron Jones here, but I'm also stalling a little bit so I can use uh, a lot of time for my next pick as well. But Aaron Jones will be my first pick. Um, at this point, Travis Kelsey not being off the board at 12. That does kind of surprise me. I think Kelsey normally goes in the 8 to 10 range. Uh, I'm also thinking about just double tapping running backs here and going Aaron Jones and Austin Eckler. And then just, uh, you know, there's plenty of depth at wide receiver and the difference between the top wide receivers and the top running or the the parity between running backs and wide receivers is um, is a lot. So it's pretty much between Kelsey and Austin Eckler here. Maybe Antonio Gibson, just as a little upset over Austin Eckler. I don't think DeAndre Hopkins or DK Metcalf or maybe Calvin Ridley's worth this pick. Oof. I think I'll just go, I'll go Antonio Gibson here, get two stud running backs right off the top because we know stud running backs aren't going to fall to me at the 3-4 turn. So I'm happy with Aaron Jones and Antonio Gibson there. Really wanted Stephon Diggs, though, if I'm honest. I was not expecting you to go Gibson over Eckler. I thought you kind of talked yourself into it because I am a, a huge Eckler fan, even in standard, but I get Gibson as well. Um, seeing Kelsey fall to the second pick, the pick right after yours, so second pick of the second round, I'll list off the other people shortly, but just to kind of pick both of your guys' brains, I know, Garlic, you mentioned it's rare to have him even fall to the end of the first round. Where would you be comfortable taking him, or are you just kind of out on Kelsey when there's those flex players available? I would say I'm out on Kelsey. I mean, obviously, I, I said Kelsey is a consideration. Um, I mean, I've no problem. Like I said, I'd take Kelsey as early as eight in the first round. I don't know, just the, the way the board was falling to me and being at the bookend here, knowing I tell my next pick. I just wanted to double tap running backs, I think. Nothing against Kelsey or um, the wide receivers available, I suppose. Makes sense. Uh, so then rattling off here, after Garlic took Aaron Jones and Antonio Gibson, we had Travis Kelsey finally go off the board. Hopkins, Mahomes, first quarterback, was picked 204, a little bit of a surprise. Then Calvin Ridley and DK Metcalf on the clock. Right on. So... <laughs> um, man. So at this point... Like, none of the wide receivers that I really, really wanted, except for one that I do see here that I will be going and grabbing here, is around. But you do see a lot of running backs still available. Uh, you have Joe Mixon. You have um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. You have, um, I guess, kind of down that list, you have DeAndre Swift on there as well, but I don't think I'd really be targeting him at this point. But another thing that I also see is you have the uh, number two tight end, George Kittle, sitting there as well. And we know how much of a, uh, a monster he has been. But I am not going to go there. I am going to be selecting Justin Jefferson, wide receiver for Minnesota here, because I think that Justin Jefferson is really going to come into his own this year. He had a, he had a breakout campaign last year. Um, you have... Adam Thielen, who is getting another year older, probably going to take a step back. And you just saw, I believe, if I remember right, um, I believe you just saw more targets going towards Justin Jefferson um, during the back half of last year. And I would almost have to imagine that this year is going to be the same. So 
Uh, the only concern I have about Justin Jefferson is that the defense for Minnesota is a lot better this year. So the number of points that Minnesota has to put on the board might not be as much, but I am very, very confident in taking Justin Jefferson um, as my first wide receiver in the second round. Nice. Lovely. So a four pick stretch of wide receivers here after you picked Jefferson, we rounded it out with AJ Brown. Then, as you mentioned, George Kittle just came off the board. So the second tight end is gone. Austin Eckler falls down to the two ten, which is just insane to me. Um, he's a, somebody that I would look at taking in the early second, potentially um, if I had one of those picks, Keenan Allen, super underrated, but amazing every year. So I am on the clock next. I'm going to kind of do the, the method of garlic and use all 60 seconds, both times. Uh, to me, the top guys on the board, at least according to Sleeper, which I think, depending on where you're drafting, these might be a little different. But I'm looking at Mixon, Najee, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, technically, the top five people available are all running backs. Having McCaffrey off the bat with my first one, you kind of have the, the flexibility to go maybe some other directions, non-running back if you wanted to. That being said, I'm a huge believer in Joe Mixon. I was last year, even though he went down. I think he's just offense. Um, they have another wide receiving threat with uh, Jamar Chase this year, so they're not going to be able to stack the boxes as much. Mixon was doing really, really well before the injury went down. I think if Burrow can come back, um, the fact that they got rid of Gio Bernard and sent him over to Tampa Bay, like he was the only one that ever took away Mixon's touches on the field. So the potential of Mixon, again, being a 225, 250 carry back and then getting more receiving work, um, I'm a big believer in him. So starting off with McCaffrey and then Mixon falling to the 212 is – Insane value to me. Um, normally, I am hesitant to go three running backs in a row because I think it's just tough when you haven't addressed any other positions. That being said, the fact that Najee is also here, I think I'm going to do something that I don't normally do. Um, it's just another guy that I think, you know, rookies, there's a question mark, but at the same time, any rookie that ends up breaking out, it's the lowest you can get him as their first year. So, uh, Najee's pretty much the unquestioned guy there. Is their offensive line great? No. Is Big Ben terrible? Yes. But I think just the volume alone, having the three of them, I can pretty much just lock in my running backs and then see how my team ends up at the end with the first three picks as running backs and then prioritizing everything else from here. So I went there. J.K. Dobbins, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, DeAndre Swift all came off. So running backs heavy again. Then Allen Robinson and now Walters is on the clock. Okay, so now I am left here with two, three very nice choices. I can either go with a tight end in Darren Waller, who is just a target monster. And if you're in a PPR league at this point, I probably would take Darren Waller just because he gets so many targets. You also have Terry McLaurin, who is the number one wideout in... Um, in Washington out there, again, uh, he's going to be soaking up most of the targets. So in a PPR league, I would have no problem taking him here. But since this is a standard league, since um, um, we, we are not doing PPR, I'm going to need another valuable running back. And the value that I see that I have left, I have three quality starting running backs that I can choose from. I can start with David Montgomery, uh, Miles Sanders, or Chris Carson. I'm going to go with David Montgomery for the simple fact that um, he is going to be the bell caller there in Chicago. It, with, um, with Miles Sanders and Chris Carson, you guys have a crowded backfield there. I don't want to deal with that. Chris Carson, even though he seems to be uh, really good, a lot of touches, he always seems to get hurt, and I just don't want to deal with it. And um, 
like I said earlier, uh, the the running back room in Philly there is just is too crowded for me. I've never been a fan of big. I've never been a big fan of Sanders. So David Montgomery, my pick. Love that pick. Super high on him. I would have considered him if Najee was gone. After that, Darren Waller goes, which middle of the third round is pretty solid for who I would argue, in my opinion, is a tight end I would take over Kittle this year. Uh, Josh Allen, the second quarterback, comes off the board. Miles Sanders, Chris Carson, Terry McLaurin, and we are back up with Garlic. Yeah, so I mean, drafting at, you know, the the bookends definitely stinks. Because, I, I mean, I was hoping for Josh Allen or Terry McLaurin to fall to me. Not that their ADP said they should, but I was just really hoping they would. Uh, Josh Jacobs is the next running back off the board, uh, or the next highest on the ADP. I'm not taking him here since I've already, you know, double-tapped that position. Mike Evans, I don't think, is worth it, despite him having all the 1,000-yard season he has. I'd much rather have Chris Godwin, who's a couple down. I don't like Julio Jones as a receiver either. I don't think Kyler Murray right here is right either. Uh, again, I'm just stalling, uh, thinking about what I want. Because when you draft at the bookends here, like usually when you're in the middle of a draft, I think you're drafting for value. Versus when you're on the bookends, you definitely reach a little bit more just for people you want because there's so many picks in between your picks. So like if someone's, you know, right now it's the beginning of the fourth round. If someone's not slated to go until maybe the mid or the end of the fourth round, but I really want them, I got to take them right here right now and just accept the fact that I reach, but that's just the nature of the beast being on the end. So I took Chris Godwin. Uh, I'll probably go another receiver here with my other pick just because I don't think the running backs are worth this draft capital at the moment. Um, eyeing up, I mean, our, Amari Cooper wouldn't be a bad pick. CeeDee Lamb wouldn't be a bad pick. Honestly, I think I might reach a little further than others would want me to. I just think Robert Woods is much more consistent and solid. And for a wide receiver, too, I definitely I definitely appreciate the consistency over the boomer bust. I know in fantasy you're supposed to be going for all the guys with the high ceilings because that's how you win probably most of your games. But... In this specific scenario, Robert Woods is the name that looks most appealing to me on the list, so I'm going to go Chris Godwin and Robert Woods here at the 3-4 turn and caller. Love that. Uh, coming off after that, after Gar started a little bit of a wide receiver rush, we had uh, Mike Evans, as you mentioned, then Kyler Murray, quarterbacks going early here, Kareem Hunt uh, and Josh Jacobs, and C.B. Lamb going right before Walters here. Okay, so C.D. Lamb was taken right away from me, and that is super frustrating because I definitely wanted C.D. Lamb at this point, but maybe it's a good thing I didn't. So looking here, I, I'm looking at my roster. I see that I have a few good wide receivers available. I could go with Amari Cooper, although I'm not really as high on him this year. I believe that C.D. Lamb will uh, start sucking up all of those targets. So I'm going to be out on Amari Cooper. Julio Jones, um, it's a new team. We'll, I mean, the name is a big name, but I just I don't think I trust him. So I, I am stuck here looking at a few more wide receivers or I have Lamar Jackson as my quarterback. And I'm just not loving Lamar Jackson at this point in the draft. Um, I think it's it's too high of a pick to be able to go for it. So I'm really thinking that um. Oh, can I call BS? We can't be giving Walters extra time here. I'm picking within the time okay, frame here. All right, well, here. Oh, see, and then he reset. He's got oh, a whole extra minute. Nah, well, just... I, did, I thought he was going to, you know, finish up his thoughts. So. I got one here. I picked um, I picked DJ Moore. I think okay. with a new quarterback this year, I believe that he, and as long as he's healthy as well, I believe that he will have... Um, the season that I believe everybody thought he could have 
last year. So DJ Moore, wide receiver Carolina. So that actually was the receiver I was the highest on of the group that was left. Uh, DJ Moore went, and then Kenny Galladay, Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, Miles Gaskin. So a little bit of receiver run and then Gaskin. Uh, for me, what I'm looking at here, I was happy that Gaskin went because running backs are completely off my board at this point. I'm not going to be taking a, a bench guy over filling up some of my other spots. That being said, I was really hoping there wouldn't be a wide receiver run because at this point I was hoping for wide receiver. Uh, Lamar is technically the top of the board. I'm not taking him. Uh, I think I just need some help at wide receiver over that. Thielen's in consideration here, but I think he was uh, kind of inflated last year. I know he was like wide receiver seven or something, but it was uh, a crazy touchdown year, and I expect that to fall down as well as Jefferson kind of taking a step forward. Um, Irv Smith could take targets away from him this year too, so I'm kind of not looking at him. Uh, tight ends is a possibility here. Hawkinson and Andrews I think are both going to be really, really good. Hawkinson especially I am much higher on of the two of them. I think the Ravens having Lamar as a runner, Dobbins improving this year, and them drafting multiple um, receiving options in the offseason will take away from Andrews a little bit, whereas Hawkinson, nobody even knows who the wide receiver one on Detroit is going to be, so I think he's just going to get massive targets. Whether they're good targets from Goff remains to be seen, um, but I think just volume at this point is king, especially with tight ends. Like You either want to get an early one or you just want to wait. Those guys in the, the 5 to 10 range are kind of a waste. To me, they're all pretty similar, so Hawkinson, who could push up into that like top three group at the end of the year, is a, is a target of mine here. And then looking at it beyond that, um, there's not a lot of receiver options. I'm not even considering running back, and I typically don't go quarterback. If I go tight end early, I usually try to stick to one of the two of those. So for me, it's uh, Cooper Cup and Tyler Lockett. I am going to go Cup here kind of for the same reason that Gar is a huge fan of Woods, who I do prefer over him. But uh, I think the two of them are both going to have – better targets this year with uh, Hawkinson's old QB Stafford coming to town. I think he's going to have a lot more scoring options and uh, could, could have a chance to at least be a high wide receiver too, which at this point being my fifth pick as my, my top wide receiver guy, I just have to look for some, some consistency. So beyond that, Adam Thielen just went, Mark Andrews went Lamar Jackson and Dak back-to-back quarterbacks up until Walter's pick. Okay. I'm going to need a little help. Who is the running back out of Jacksonville there? Uh, what's his last name? James Robinson. No, or Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne. Okay. Or, yeah. yeah, Etienne. Okay. All right. So here I'm looking at like, all right, do I want to fill out uh, a position of need or do I immediately fill my flex spot at this current spot? I don't really like a lot of the running backs that are at this position here. I feel like I can get a lot more value out of a wide receiver than I can a uh, than a running back, and I'm definitely, definitely not going to be purchasing a quarterback here at this position. It's just way too high in the draft. I'm, I'm definitely going to be waiting to get a um, wide receiver, uh, a quarterback. So my options here are Deontay Johnson, Tyler Lockett, or Brandon Ayuk, and I am really high on Brandon Ayuk this year. I think that he's going to be another one of those um, sophomore players that coin um, absolutely. Um, break the bank for you. So I'm going Brandon Ayuk. So after Ayuk, Lockett finally falls. I was considering him half a round ago, but he goes down here. Kyle Pitts, the rookie phenom. We don't really know what to expect out of him. Uh, Travis Etienne just went over James Robinson by a, a decent uh, couple of picks here. Michael Thomas goes off the board with that unquestioned or unknown injury risk going on. James Robinson, as I mentioned, and we are back to garlic. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Reporting, no. Um, 
So, I mean, this. so, so uh, Walters was just talking about how quarterbacks are too early in the draft board for him. I, I kind of have the opposing view. If Josh Allen would have fallen to the 3-4 turn, I would have pulled that trigger so fast. I was also desperately hoping Des- Dak Prescott would fall to the 5-6 turn here, and he did not. Uh, if he didn't, I was really hoping for Travis Etienne or Kyle Pitts, but this is just another, another thing about drafting on the ends. There's so many picks in between you. Uh, it, it's just hard, because if I would have taken Kyle Pitts or Dak Prescott at the 3-4 turn, I would have been an absolute lunatic. But at the same time, if you're not taking the guys you want, you're not going to get them, you know, way below their ADP either. So it's just a tough, you really got to find that balance you're drafting at the end. Um, I do think Russell Wilson is a top five quarterback, though, and I'm not afraid to draft either a quarterback or a tight end early. I think you do one or the other. So if you draft a quarterback early, you, you punt tight end till the end and vice versa. If you, uh, if you take a tight end early, then you punt quarterback to the end. But I will lock in Russell Wilson here with the 5-12. And then for the 6-1... I was really hoping it could be a Travis Etienne and a quarterback, but it won't be. I'm not that in love with Chase Edmonds. Uh, Melvin Gordon, maybe, but I think Javante Williams is going to be really good there as well. So I don't think running backs are worth it at this range. Mike Davis, maybe, but... And I don't like any of the wide receivers here either. This is this is a tough position for me to be in personally, because I just don't like... I don't like anyone that's on the board right now. But in terms of going crazy and just absolutely reaching, I don't think Melvin Gordon's going to be it in Denver. I think Javante Williams will. So actually, in a standard league, running backs are so much more important than anything else. I'll just grab Javante Williams, who is uh, a super reach right now with an ADP of 75. But I just didn't see anything else that I like, so I just got to lock that in. And you're kind of set up in a good way where your team is balanced. I mean, you don't need to play Javante Williams if he doesn't get the touches early because you got Jones and Gibson. So kind of a something to be said for going balanced and then taking a shot on those rookies later. Uh, after that, the two guys you just mentioned, Chase Edmonds and Melvin Gordon for running backs went. Deontay Johnson, who I expect to be a target monster in Pittsburgh this year, and his teammate Chase Claypool back-to-back, and then Raheem Mostert uh, from San Francisco right before Walters. Okay, so the running back that I was hoping to get is gone. Uh, I was going to be targeting Raheem Mostert here at this point. Looking at some of the other wide receivers that you have, or I'm sorry, running backs that you have here, you have Ronald Jones at Tampa Bay. You have Mike Davis in Atlanta. Just two players that I'm really not interested in. You also have um, uh, Harris out of New England, another player that I'm not looking at. So I am going to be punting on the running back position right here. And I know that I've been uh, chirping about uh quarterbacks going uh, too soon here, but I'm looking at it and I see Justin Herbert and I see Aaron Rodgers. Now I'm not, a, I'm not high on Justin Herbert, even though he had a fantastic rookie season last year. I think Aaron Rodgers um, is going to be cooking with gas this year. He has got one year left in green Bay to prove what he's got. And so I think he's going to try and make the most of it. And not only that, he's going to have his old buddy Randall Cobb back. So I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers six round. Can I just say, Walters, that you have worse football takes than charged out high and Justin Herbert? You're what's wrong with you? Um, I don't like the fact that Mike Davis is already injured. No, not Mike Davis. Uh, Mike Williams. Sorry. Right? I thought that's what I heard. Am I wrong? Oh. Hello. Sorry, I was just making sure I got the uh, draft pause correctly. Um, so on the clock here, we had. T. Higgins, Odelgo, Justin Herbert, and Mike Davis. So I am back on the clock here. Um, I was really hoping one of the two receivers that went Higgins or Odell would go because at this point I was just going to take a shot at them. Uh, kind of like Garlic said before, I feel the same way where if you go tight end or quarterback, you don't really focus on the other one. So 
Uh, quarterbacks are really not in consideration for me. I am ignoring all running backs on the board currently. Harris, who I actually like, um, I'm not considering. Receivers up there, Jamar Chase, but I, I don't know what's going to look like in Cincinnati, who's going to be the top receiver. And uh, having Mixon, that kind of takes me away from it a little bit because you're kind of taken away from one or the other. Plus, I don't like betting on the, the Bengals offense more than I have to. Uh, DJ Chark, I'm not a big believer in. Same with Juju. I just think there's other receivers on the team that are better than them. Uh, one that's super interesting to me is Corlin Sutton because he was a wide receiver. Uh, or the wide receiver won for his team two years ago as a rookie, I believe. And then last year he had the, the season-ending injury, so um, didn't really get a chance to do that. I know the quarterback play is shaky in Denver, but I expect Sutton could at least give mid to low wide receiver two numbers, and he actually has a ceiling that's higher than that to push for like a high wide receiver two, kind of like a 10 to 15 range if, if he really broke out. But uh, I like my dart throw with him there. And then looking at the other pick I'm going to make, um, Brady is in consideration for me. I, I, I still am a big fan of his and think he's going to have another monster season with all those weapons, but I shy away from it just with only having two wide receivers after taking Hawkinson early and, uh, not being super confident in either of those wide receivers to be a guy. So I think I kind of just got to load up at that position and I am actually going to go with who might not be the better receiver on the team. It remains to be seen, but I think is a better value this year, getting him in the seventh round at this point. So I'm going to be taking Debo from uh, San Francisco, who's just electric. They get find the ways to get the ball in his hands a ton, um, whether it's end around screens, handoffs, stuff like that. And I think um, San Francisco's offense is going to look a lot better this year, especially when they start uh, their rookie quarterback Lance. So after that, we had Ronald Jones, Jamar Chase, DJ Chark, and Damien Harris. I'll go off the board coming up on Walters. Hey, how's it going? Um, let's see here. So I'm, I'm here and I see these list of players. I've got, I mean, I've got, I've got enough wide receivers as of right now. I've taken care of quarterback. I see tight ends. Um, Noah fan and Dallas Goddard. And I'm just not, not interested in any of those players right now. So I'm looking at uh, the running back position because I need a third running back position. So I can choose between Daryl Henderson, David Johnson, or Leonard Fournette at this point. And um, there's also Zach Moss. And I just like, I'm looking at all of these and it's like, I feel like the best pick as of right now, just because I believe he's a starter. Um, I'm going to go with uh, David Johnson out of Houston. Uh, Brady finally comes off the board here after that. Then Daryl Henderson, who I actually forgot about in sleepers uh, orders. If I would have had my own sheet, he probably would have been somebody higher up on the list for me just because Akers injury pushes him to an RB1. Uh, Dallas Goddard and Noah Fant tight ends back to back. And then Ryan Tannehill at the um, 11 spot here right before Garlic. I was really praying for uh, Daryl Henderson to make it down to me just because I think he's a stud as well and he'll be a stud this year. Um, I think actually, if you can believe, I think Daryl Henderson will do worse than Javante Williams this year. That's why I took him earlier than Daryl Henderson. But I was really hoping he'd fall. He didn't. Big sad. Uh, running backs continue to be way more important in this league, and I don't think Leonard Fournette's going to be it for me this year. So Zach Moss is going to be my pick here with the the last pick in the seventh round, and I'm just kind of eyeing up what I want to do with my second pick right now. But again, I'm just kind of working that clock, wasting your guys' time, word vomiting my thoughts, so I can eye up what I want to do with my second pick here. Tight ends are off the board for me. I've already got Russell Wilson. 
I don't want to do a Denver receiver just because I think that team is going to let me down. I don't think Will Fuller's it. I don't, I'm off on Tyler Boyd. Jarvis Landry, maybe. I think Jarvis Landry's solid enough. I think the, the Browns are going to be really good this year. So I'll go ahead and do Zach Moss. And then so I'm not taking up a full two minutes and, you know, have the same amount of talking time as Jack. I know he'd be mad if that was true. So I'll just take Jarvis Landry here as my next wide receiver. I've got four running backs now. I feel good about that. And I've got three pretty good wide receivers, I think. So I'm pretty happy with how this team's shaping up so far. Following that, another little wide receiver run with Juju, Jerry Judy, and Robbie Anderson. Fournette finally goes, and then Will Fuller right before Walters. All right, so I'm a big fan of stacking players. And at this point, I'm looking around. I don't have a tight end here. Uh, Normally, when you do a stack, you want to do a quarterback wide receiver stack. But at this point, that's just not possible for me. So I'm going to go with... Maybe not the next best thing, but it's going to be the next best thing for me. I'm going to be investing into a tight end here at this position from Green Bay, and that'd be Robert Tanyan. He is going to be my next pick. For what it's uh, worth, it's pronounced uh, Tanyan. So. Tanyan, sorry. <laughs> ton, as in a ton of stuff. Uh, his teammate, A.J. Dillon, goes off after that. Then Tyler Boyd, Trey Sermon, Logan Thomas. Not a lot of guys that run my um, target range here, so that helps me out a little bit i'm still uh, probably looking more for wide receiver depth than i am running back depth here uh jalen hurts is in consideration i would take him over stafford or burrow who are the next quarterbacks up just because of that running ability but i think i'm gonna wait um one guy i know i'm for sure taking is brandon cooks here uh just again based on volume alone no clue if deshaun watson's gonna play this year but cooks is really the only relevant wide receiver on that team right now and worst case he's gonna get some targets and they're gonna be behind a lot all the time so a uh, chance for him to maybe put up some wide receiver three numbers with some boom weeks if I had to start him. And then beyond that, um, looking at Kenyon Drake, I don't want. Michael Carter, I would normally, but I don't need the depth right now. Curtis Samuel, Mike Williams, Michael Gallup, Jalen Waddell. A lot of wide receivers here, not a lot of guys that I'm necessarily in love with. Um, the only ones that I'm really considering are Corey Davis for the Jets and probably it honestly so i am gonna go with Corey davis for that reason because there's no no guarantee who's gonna be the jets receiver right now and same reason as texans they're just gonna be behind by a lot and throwing a ton beyond that the two quarterbacks i mentioned went with uh hertz and then smith uh hertz and then stafford with Devontae smith in the middle mike gusecki at tight end went out and uh now walters is back up okay right on so i have pretty much filled out my whole starting lineup minus my uh, defense and my kicker. So this here, from this point forward, I'm essentially going to be looking at players that add the most value to my team whatsoever. So um, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on around here. We've got uh, a few wide receivers that we can um, that we can throw out there. We have Jalen Waddle. We have Mike Williams. We also have um, Laviscus Chenault. A few running backs that you could choose from. You could choose from Kenyon Drake. Uh, James Conner, which I would definitely not be doing that. Or um, if you wanted the backup role in uh, Devin Singletary, you could do that. For me, right now, I feel like uh, I would have uh, gone... I definitely would have gone Kenyon Drake at that point, but uh, Jack never paused the... Uh, the draft for me. So that well, was that was pretty that's cool. That's what Garlic said. It's it's we're on the clock here. I'm uh, not trying to give anybody more time than the others. You gotta gotta pay attention to the clock. So 
beyond that, we had Michael Carter, Curtis Samuel, Kenyon Drake, Irv Smith, and Mike Williams all go, and now Garlic is on the clock, and I will not pause for him either. What a sweetheart. Uh, so, so I was really praying that... Uh... I was really praying that LaVisca would sh- LaVisca Chenault would fall to me, and he sure did, so I'm very happy about that. Um, on top of that, I'm not sure what else to do here. I mean, I know I already have four running backs, but running backs are so important and standard, it's ridiculous, so I'm never afraid to take another one. I just didn't like the 3-4 turn specifically. And it looks like someone just took Kenyon Drake off the draft board. Yeah, Jack's putting it on there for me. I'm fixing it. There. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go not with... Not doing uh, it again. Ahead of my time reset, but I'll go with LaVisca Chenault here, so I'm not wasting everyone's time. I'm not sure what to do with the other one. So, uh, uh, oh boy. This is. Is there any thought with James Conner here, just if he finally does stay healthy? I, I, can't, I just can't believe that. I think he's had too many chances to stay healthy. I'll go Jalen Waddle. I mean, it's just literally a dart throw at this point. This is my fifth receiver, so I mean, you're just. If they if they flash out, they, then they're great. If not, then it's over. Uh, Gallup goes next. James Conner, the aforementioned one. Uh, Hollywood Brown, Latavius Murray, and Devin, Devin Singletary. Walters back up. Okay, at this point, I'm going to most likely be targeting a wide receiver here at this point. I It's been a few rounds since I've had them, and I love to have tons and tons of wide receivers. At this point, looking at it, I can go with uh, Ruggs, T.Y. Hilton, um, Marvin Jones Jr., and which I'm actually going to do, so I'm going to be picking Marvin Jones Jr. there because he'll either get you 14 or he'll get you four points. So there you go. The boomer bust. That is correct. Uh, we get our first kicker going off the board with Justin Tucker, Devontae Parker, Naeem Hines, and Matt Ryan goes at the end of the 10th round here. Um, I'm back up. I finally feel good about my wide receiver depth. I've done what I usually don't do in any drafts going – three running backs in a row, and then uh, my last five picks have all been wide receivers. So not common, but uh, hey, it, it gets you some value with wide receivers in this kind of like five to ten round range. Uh, considering here, I'm not looking at any kickers or defenses yet. I do need a quarterback. Otherwise, I'd maybe look towards running back depth because I'm good on receiver and tight end. Uh, Quarterbacks-wise, Trevor Lawrence, Baker Mayfield, uh, Kirk Cousins. I am going to go with the upside of Trevor Lawrence just because I know he'll be probably a week one starter and uh, has the running ability plus prolific passer. I think he's got good weapons in Jacksonville, which are better than some people think. So now having my quarterback locked up, I will probably look to fill up some running back or wide receiver depth. Normally I would pick Antonio Brown here because I I still do like him for the value as the even third option on uh, Tampa Bay. Getting him the 11th round is worth it to me. But having my last five picks be receiver, I'm going to avoid that. Um, not a lot of running backs here. It's pretty much a dead zone at this point, so I'm not not in love. Uh, so I will probably go for more of a... Uh, ew, I am torn. I will go with... Uh, Jamal Williams from Detroit. Kind of a panic pick there, but the, being the fact that I've got three stud running backs to start and play, I'm never going to take any of them out unless it's an injury or a bye. Uh, Jamal Williams is pretty much game script proof where he's at least going to get receiving work for me. So um, that's my pick. Beyond that, we had the Buffalo defense go, Young Lee Koo as a kicker, Tampa Bay defense, and Gronk all went as now Walters in the 11th round. All right, looking here at the 11th round. 
I'm most likely going to be looking at more wide receivers just to keep filling up my bench. Um, you could also look at tight ends here as well. Uh, there's nothing here that I'm really seeing that I would want to have. Um, with running backs, I kind of feel the same way. Uh, you could run backups at this point, handcuffs. So, like, you could do, like, an Alexander Madison or maybe a Philip Lindsay at this point, but I'm still not going to do that. I still want to go for the person, for a person who has, um, uh, draft capital, who is going to make your team look better. And at this point, um, I think, uh, Michael Pittman at this point is probably going to be the best pick for my team overall right now. Uh, several defenses come off the board here. Ravens, Washington, the Rams, San Francisco, Antonio Brown finally went there and garlic is now back up. So, I mean, we're getting here to the end of the draft. If I have to do a kicker and a defense, um, you know, this is like kind of my last two position picks then. And honestly, I'm someone who doesn't always draft a kicker and a defense. I know some commissioners don't like that, but I usually just kind of hold out until the season starts. Then I drop either the bottom or someone gets injured inevitably. So I can drop them and then pick up a kicker and a defense. So, I mean, even drafting a kicker and a defense is not my top priority here. I, I, as I mentioned at the beginning, I've neglected the tight end um, position so far. So I'm going to like, I like John o. Smith here. Hunter Henry's already proven he's not solid. So I'm going to go ahead and take John o. Smith. He should get all that volume there in New England. And then I'm actually going to double tap the position. I also really like Anthony Fer- um, Ferkser this year. And so I'm going to go ahead and take him out of Tennessee. I know. This is a, this is a <laughs> clean pod. So. Interesting passing on Higby to me, who I think will be pretty solid too, but I get with the Robert Woods stack you don't want. He went, Gus Edwards went, the Steelers defense, Tony Pollard, Evan Ingram, and now Walters. Oh, man. Looking at everything right now, it is uh, it's kind of a question mark. Like, What do you do here? Do you, do you want to go for a backup quarterback? I'm not going to be doing that. Absolutely not. Um, do you want to keep going wide receivers? Probably not at this point. If I'm going to have a, a uh, <clears throat> if I'm going to have a bench player, most likely I'm going to fill out another running back just to give me some of that balance. You could also look at tight end as well. And some of the players that I see here, I'm just not really in love with, especially at the tight end position. So for any sort of running back stuff, I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to probably go with like an Alexander Madison at this point, just because Dalvin Cook does have that injury prone history. So uh, Alexander Madison will be my pick at this point. Just for the sake of speed, I'm switching the last couple of rounds here to 30 seconds instead of 60. I didn't want to do it until it was on my pick, but uh, looking up here, I can kind of go pretty much anyway. I've got five receivers and four running backs. My quarterback and tight end are all filled, so I can kind of go with whatever I would like. Um, I do only have one bench spot, and I'm torn on where to take it. I think I am going to go with Henry Ruggs here um, from the Raiders. I think he has the chance to be their wide receiver one, and he's got the, the speed and the athleticism to make things happen. So I like him as kind of a dart throw on my bench. If he hits, great. If not, I drop him for somebody week one. And then I do have to pick both kicker and defense now sad face so i am gonna go with uh and i won't put a lot of thought into it but i'm gonna go with uh the hairy butt kicker himself from the chiefs harrison butker uh just to get the kicker out of the way defense i can kind of just pick week one and drop so uh lindsey kirk cousins ty hilton and Nicole hardman all went next and walters is up 
at this point, uh, yeah, it's going to be drafting either uh, defense or kicker at this point. I'm going to be looking at kicker here first just because I do feel that they can be more valuable than what a defense could. So looking at the list of players that are available, I'm probably going to go with Blankenship. Or they drafted gold for me, whatever. <laughs> Running out of time again. Uh, gold, Aguilar, Blankenship, J.D. McKissick, Jason Myers, and Justin Fields all went for garlic. Yeah, so, I mean, these are my last two picks here. Like I said, I, I, I don't care if I don't take a... Um, I don't care if I don't take a kicker or a defense. It'd probably be a little bit much to not take at least one. So I'll go ahead and I'll lock in the Chicago defense. Why not? They're good for at least a couple games, and I'll probably stream that position. Um, and then I was thinking, I, I liked um, I liked the Tony Pollard and the Alexander Madison picks. I think handcuffs at this point are good. You ride them on your bench for a couple weeks. Hopefully someone gets injured. Then all of a sudden you've got a, a t- an RB1 that uh, you've got in the you know, 12th, 13th round. So... With that in mind, I think Marlon Mack still has some of the tank, and I also like Giovanni Bernard this year. I think he'll get a lot of passing action in Tampa Bay, so it's between those two. And I'll go Marlon Mack in a standard league over Gio. Garlic completes his league or his team here. Uh, Greg Zerline goes off. Darnell Mooney, Tyler Bass, Adam Troutman. Did Walters just instantly pick? I did not. I had auto pick was turned on. Can we uh, go back to my uh, pick because I I'm not going to have that uh, defense. Sure. When you yeah when you when the computer auto drafts you once then it just puts you on auto draft because they're not going to sit there and give you thirty seconds every time. No, nope. oh, fuck, life, that's so. not who I wanted either. God damn it! What is your issue here, Walters? You stink at this game. The fourteenth round, you're screwing up, pal. I mean, what what are we doing here? It's changing stuff around on my draft. I'm, I went to go pick what I wanted, and like the rankings changed on it. I'm also going to have to add an explicit to this one because I think I dropped an f bomb. So. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going with the Vikings defense. That's who I wanted to go with. If the, I mean, I really do think that the Vikings defense is going to be improved from what it was last year. We'll have to see. Mike Zimmer is always a good defensive coach, so I have a lot of faith in him. So Minnesota Vikings is going to be my pick. And with me only needing a defense left, I am going to do what I do every single year where I strictly pick the defense based off of their week one opponent because I like garlic pretty much stream the position and will probably drop them the second they play somebody good. So I'm going with the Broncos because they play the Giants week one. And also, I think they'll actually be okay. So that completes our our draft. Usually, there'd be a couple more rounds. So like typically, your bench is a little bit bigger. You can take some dart throw guys late or maybe do a, a backup quarterback. I usually end up leaving with two quarterbacks myself just because I tend to draft quarterbacks late. But uh, for now, our, our drafts are done. So we are going to run through our teams here. We'll just have each of us name who we've got again really quick um, for the listeners. I have uh, at quarterback, I went Trevor Lawrence. At running backs, I have McCaffrey, Mixon, Najee Harris, and Jamal Williams. Receiver, I have Cooper Cup, Corlin Sutton, Debo, Samuel, Brandon Cooks, Corey Davis, Henry Ruggs. Tight end, I went TJ Hawkinson, and defense and kicker don't matter. Okay. Uh, for my team, my quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. My two, uh, my running backs are Alvin Kamara, David Montgomery, uh, David Johnson, Kenyon Drake, and Alexander Madison. My wide receivers are Justin Jefferson, DJ Moore, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Marvin Jones Jr., and uh, Michael Pittman. My tight end in tight end is Robert Tanyan, and then my Viking or my uh, defense is the Vikings, and my kicker is Robbie Gold. Garlic? Uh, I 
Yeah, I mean, I guess I list. I I prefer to list mine just in draft position. I think it gives a little more context. I went Aaron Jones and Antonio Gibson at the one-two turn. I got Chris Godwin and Robert Woods after that. So my two starting running backs and my two starting wide receivers. I mean, everyone's gonna have a solid first four, but I feel pretty good about those four. I went Russell Wilson for a QB next. Uh, I put Javante will easily be flexed out with my next pick after that, which was Zach Moss. Uh, rounding out my running or my wide receiver staple, I got Jarvis Landry, Lavisca Chenault, and Jalen Waddle. Uh, just guys you'll throw in the flex, or maybe if the person in front of them gets injured, they'll have some good games. They're good by fill-ins. They'll be fine. Uh, I, then I double-tapped Jonu Smith and Anthony Ferksker at the 11-12 turn, just because I think they'll both be solid tight ends. If I have to drop one eventually, that's fine, but I definitely think they both have a lot of potential this year. And at the very end, I just picked up the Chicago D to have a defense, and Marlon Mack, I think uh, he, he's a pretty good running back, uh, a sneaky sleeper in standard leagues for sure. Perfect. So... Um, we're going to go through like one quick little thing here just to give our, our thoughts and perspectives on each other's teams, just so we don't all, uh, roster bait over our own squads. We'll start with garlic's team. Uh, Walter is looking at it. Do you have any one favorite or least favorite pick? All right. Just based on value. Yeah. So my, (laughs) my, my favorite pick for sure, um, has got to be. Uh, probably the Chris Godwin. Uh, he's probably my favorite player on 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 Garlic's team. Uh, Aaron Jones is very good as well, but uh, I think uh, for me, I think um, I, I really like Chris Godwin leading off the uh, the the wide receiver room for Garlic. Although it is worth noting that Aaron Jones being the last pick in the first round of a twelve man uh, team. Is is a very good way to start off your draft. So congrats to Garlic on that. One thing that I did not like is I'm just not um, I'm not a big fan of Russell Wilson at at the five. Um, I think it's way too soon to go for a quarterback like that. But then again, I went Aaron Rodgers next round, so not much uh, for me to chirp about that. But overall, I think Garlic's team is very well balanced and um, definitely a contender for sure. Uh, my two cents on it, I would say probably my favorite one. It's kind of just the tandem being on the bookend picks, but getting Woods as your, uh, your second wide receiver, who I'm a big fan of getting to go back to back with Godwin and Woods, who I don't think it would surprise people too much if both of them ended up as the top fantasy option on their team. I mean, they both have done it before, so you could end up having two high end wide receiver twos, low end wide receiver ones there. And I think that's pretty solid for not taking wide receiver until that point. Um, I guess my, least other than kind of echoing Walters with what Russell Wilson there. Not that I don't think he'll be a top five quarterback because he has been every year forever, but I would have just been tempted to take um, some more depth there at a different spot. I also probably, if it were actually me in a real league, I probably would have gone Travis Kelsey at that point over Gibson just to get the advantage. And you already had Aaron Jones. So you might've had to focus on running back a little more after, but Kelsey being uh, just that, you know, cheat code, difference maker at tight end would have been tough for me to pass up um and then we'll i guess walt or garlic will let you if you have any favorite pick that you made or just like how you feel about this team would you be happy with it if you were in a real league or would you have done something differently based on people that fell so on so on 
No, I mean, I think the way Ron Rivera ran CMC before and the way uh, Ron Rivera's been talking about Gibson and how he performed last year, I think Gibson at 2-1 is a steal. I mean, I know his ADP is lower than that. Like, he could have gone mid-second to late-second, no problem. Uh, but I, I think I'm happiest with Gibson and just having Aaron Jones and Gibson off the bat. I think uh, I think they'll both be RB1s this year, so that's good to get. Would you, uh, would you be good with this team overall besides just the first couple of picks, or how would you feel you would have wanted to do stuff differently? I mean, like I mentioned, I would have wished Josh Allen would have fell, but I would have Josh Allen at the one-two turn. Like I said earlier, is ludicrous. If Kyle Pitts would have fell or Travis Etienne, I would have taken them at the five-six turn. But I'm pretty happy with this team. I definitely picked names that are safe. Like I love Robert Woods. Russell Wilson's good. He was quarterback six last year. Uh, Zach Moss is an exciting pick. I think at seven-twelve, the, all the stories out of camp is that he's the number one back there. So he'll still probably spit with Singletary, but there's a chance he just takes over and he sneaks into the RB one conversation or at least high RB two uh, himself. So what a great flex. I like it. Um, all right, we'll go with uh, we'll go with my team next. Um, Garlic, if you want to give your your thoughts and your faves and least faves and all that. I mean, if you don't take Christian McCaffrey first overall, I think you're lunatic. So that that makes perfect sense to me. I don't like Joe Mixon as much as everyone else does, so I would have not taken him at two twelve. I probably would have gone Dodgy and Clyde, or Clyde and um, you know Swift, or you know some other combination like that. I wouldn't have done that personally, but I you know I respect it. Um, Hawkinson at 412 is fine too. Your big run of receivers there is fine since you already have your top three receivers. So Cup, Sutton, Samuel, Cooks. I, I personally want to take in Sutton this year just because I'm not a believer in Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater despite um, you know Sutton's uh, previous success with Drew Locke. I just, it, it's not a person I'm looking to draft this year, at least not at their ADP. So I don't really have any big complaints with your team. Trevor Lawrence should be a fine quarterback. I think Javante Williams at 11 is a great pick as well. So overall, I mean, you're top heavy on running backs, but uh, as long as they stay healthy, you should be fine. But uh, health is a question mark for at least the first two. So we will see. Walters? I love CMC at one. Absolutely the right pick. I'm with Garlic. I'm not a fan of Mixon. I never have been. I just don't think he has been that great for fantasy. He, I don't know. I could be wrong. But I don't know if Joe Mixon has ever won anybody a week in fantasy football. That's just my opinion on it. So I would never take him in the second round. Uh, so, but I, it is good that you did back it up with the Harris pick. So you will have some stability there at the running back position. Uh, your wide receivers, I'm high high on Cooper Cup this year. I feel like uh, uh, with Matt Stafford there, he can easily. Uh, propel ahead of of uh, Robert Woods as the number one wide receiver in that wide receiver room. Uh, your other uh, your other wide receivers are are fine. Um, Sutton, I I I am a believer in Sutton this year. I feel like he can do some things, especially with Drew Locke. Uh, Debo is also a solid choice. Cooks and Davis are kind of just afterthoughts in my opinion, but. Other than that, I feel like your wide receiver room is decent as well. I'm not a fan of the rookie quarterback. Never have been. Never will be. Um, and then the rest of your team, um, you know, it, it, it's good. It's a good team. So uh, overall, I would say, um, I would say it's going to be in contention, but I don't know if it's going to bring you home the hardware. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I think for me, obviously, like I, I'm clearly higher on Mixon than you two guys. I still think even if you're not high on Mixon, I don't see him in pretty much any league falling to the 212. I don't think he's going to get to the end of the second, beginning of the third. I think he's going to be more of a 
early to mid second pick. So I still think that's crazy value. Same with Najee. I don't think there's any way that I would be getting him where I am. So these guys both felt like steals to me. Um, Other than injury, I feel like all three of my running backs are going to be pushing for 300 plus total touches just with a little bit of receiving work in there. So the volume alone, I think I'll have a really safe floor. And I think at least two of them could explode on any week. So Never really have done that in a mock draft or like a, a normal league, but I really, really like getting all three of those guys um, just with how quickly the running back tier drops off. Uh, Hawkinson, I'm I'm just a big fan of this year. Would I like to have had a receiver before that point? Yes, but I think then that just kind of shows you what your draft strategy has to change into. Like you guys talked about, do I love all of the receivers that I picked? No, but I think just the fact that Cup and Sutton being my one and two who are still both fine, but neither of them you feel great about. I think I just wanted to take more shots on other guys. So all of them between Cup, Sutton, Debo, Cooks, and Corey Davis either are the one on their team, or you could realistically see how they would finish as the one. Like maybe they've got one other option to beat out. But I like that I feel like between five or out of the five of them, two to three should hopefully at least be wide receiver 20 or better. Um didn't love waiting on quarterback as late as I did. Obviously there's the risk with the rookie quarterback, but Lawrence has been talked about as the top best prospect since Andrew Luck came out of college. So I do think his, he has enough rushing ability and just overall passing ability to, to be a decent option. And they're going to have to throw and play from behind a lot. This is a situation where I definitely would take a backup quarterback. Um, Probably would have rolled the dice on a second rookie at this point or done like a safe baseline with a lot less excitement like a Kirk Cousins or a Baker kind of thing but don't love my quarterback but I think it'll be good enough with my strong receiver and tight end base um great receiver depth not a lot of anything else depth so overall I would feel pretty good about this I wouldn't do much different except maybe play out waiting on tight end and seeing if I could load up with like a a a true wide receiver one at fourth instead so that's my thoughts moving on we'll go down to Walter's team last Gar I'll let uh uh, you go again first since you're just prettier. So you can you can I give mean, your thoughts. Sure I know how much you like talking. You can keep going if you want. I'm sure <laughs> the folks at lo- home love it too. I mean, if you want to chat, feel free. All right, I'll chat for you, pal. I mean, Alvin Kamara falling to six. I think taking the him there is a no-brainer. I've said multiple times uh, in person and on other better podcasts that I wouldn't take Kamara in the first five picks if I had a top five pick. Uh, I think taking him at six is fine, though. I think the value is there. It lines up better with where I think he'll perform. Uh, if you would have gone Jonathan Taylor or Zeke at six either, I think that would have been fine. Justin Jefferson, I don't think I would have taken him at the 2-7 with A.J. Brown and George Kittle still be, still being there. But that's just me personally. I know we're all Vikings homers here, but I think it's much more likely that Justin Jefferson regresses, whereas A.J. Brown either uh, will maintain or go up. So I would have taken A.J. Brown myself. Dave Montgomery, solid in the third. Dude's going to be a solid running back. DJ Moore and Ayuk, solid running uh, receivers after that. Aaron Rodgers, fine pick at 6-7. After that, you know, it's a lot of uh, a lot of guys that'll be in your flex or just sitting on your bench. So I don't love David Johnson. I don't love Kenyon Drake, but they're going to be fine this year. Robert Tunyon, he was the tight end three last year. So you touch down Tunyon. You just, you know, that guy could win you a couple weeks. He could lose you a couple weeks. You just hope you're on the winning end more than you're on the losing end. And then, you know, I, I don't even have a strong enough opinion on Marvin Jones or Pittman. Madison at 12 I love and then the Vikings defense fine if you it's nice to have people on your team you want so I'm a firm believer in that so while I don't think the Vikings defense will be that great fantasy wise everyone who plays fantasy would rather live and die on their own sword so when you get guys on your team that you want that's when you have the best time playing fantasy so I totally respect the Vikings defense there 
Uh, not a whole lot else to say beyond garlic mentioning every single player, which for the most part I agree on. Kamara falling to six is surprising to me. I, I think he'll go probably at four in most leagues. I love David Montgomery. I think him going in the mid third is like, he'd be one of my top targets if I were a middle round pick. Um, yeah, I won't, I won't repeat about the next couple of players. Um, I personally didn't love the Tunyon pick. I think for me, it's once you get past Hawkinson and Andrews, it kind of falls off a tight end where everybody looks the same. So I probably just would have waited and kept going on depth. Um, but same thing. I, I don't, I'm not a huge believer in David Johnson. I mean, I think he'll be maybe usable, but I could see Lindsay passing him, um, for like the more efficient workload this year. So I don't love that he's your running back three. I would have probably gone Tunyon's pick as another running back to, to back that up. I don't think Drake's going to do a lot. I still believe Josh Jacobs will get more carries than people are thinking. Um, but I really actually like Marvin Jones. So I have a stronger opinion on him where I think he could easily surprise as the the number two option in terms of volume. And I think he'll definitely be the best receiving option in, in Jacksonville where they have to throw a ton. He just seems to find a way to flirt with 10 touchdowns every year. Beyond that, it's kind of just dart throws. So um, I'm with it there. Overall, I like it. I think it's a pretty, pretty balanced team. You're not super strong in one spot and you're not weak anywhere. Okay. So with my team here, I'm going to say that I'm going to guess that uh, David Montgomery is going to be my favorite pick. Um, I really like the fact that I was able to get a solid starting running back in the third round uh, halfway through it. Justin Jefferson, um, he is a person that I targeted because I want him on my team. Uh, is he going to regress? Chances are, yeah. Um, there is, but like, uh, like garlic said, I wanted to go out and get my guys and have ride or die on my roster. So, um, I, I just went after it. Uh, is AJ Brown the better pick? It's, it's very possible, but with how amazing Justin Jefferson looked last year, um, I, I wanted to, I wanted to have that. I wanted to have that again, and I wanted him to be on my team this year, so that's exactly why I went after him. Um, Ayuk, I'm also high on. I'm really hoping that this guy has a breakout year, so um, two wide receivers that I'm very, very excited about having on my roster. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, um, at that point, like I was starting to look at the quality of quarterbacks that were available and what round I was in and where else I needed to fill out my roster. I probably could have done a little bit better with uh, running backs um, at this point as well because I know you said that David Johnson wasn't necessarily your favorite. So maybe instead of going Aaron Rodgers, I could have picked up a Mike Davis there. Um, but overall, I'm really happy about my quarterback selection, and I think he's going to have one solid year this year in um, in Green Bay. Moving down to my tight end, uh, at this point, again, it was like I'm looking at tight ends and it's just it's literally a dart throw because after you're done with uh andrews um the the, the list after that just kind of drops off like you said so we're not sure about pits but so uh i just decided to go with uh someone who had a lot of touchdown receptions last year and so that's why i picked tanyan Overall, like Jack said, I think my team is balanced. Um, I feel like I have a couple heavy hitters, especially in the running back position. But I feel like um, if Ayuk and Jefferson don't have the year that I'm hoping that they have, I'm going to find myself um, really, really down and out on my receivers this year. DJ Moore could have a really nice season, but um, 
I was hoping to be able just to get that that surefire wide receiver, and I'm hoping that Ayuk and Jefferson can do it. But if they don't, um, I, I'm definitely going to be disappointed in my wide receiving crew this year. So, so well, Walters, I have a question for you. So, talking about uh, or throughout the draft, I was talking about strategy and how Jack and I both on the end there, we definitely have to reach a bit more just because again, there's 23 picks or however many picks it is in between our picks. And so we end up reaching a little bit more, and we might end up uh, taking guys we want more often just because we're reaching for names we like or players we like. Whereas I thought that players in the middle of the draft, you know, draft more for value, and they know they got another pick coming in the next twelve. So if the you know who they want, if they're between two, the other guy might fall. And seeing you seem to be the least warm on your team of the three of us, do you think that plays into it more? You think you reached less because you were in the middle and you knew your picks were coming pretty consistently, or do you just think it's how the draft board fell to you? I think it's just kind of how the draft board fell. Like I'm not saying that like my wide receivers are are bad, but I I don't have a rock solid wide receiver that I know that I can just know that I'm going to be able to set and forget it and be able to just, you know, not have any worries about it. Um, mo- uh, two of my three starting wide receivers are, are in their sophomore year. And that can be really scary uh, because uh, sophomore slump is more than just a, uh, just a phrase. It, it might actually be a thing. And um, especially with Jefferson, there is a good chance that, the volume and the number of points that the offense scores in Minnesota will will go down this year because of how good the defense performs. So, and then there's also could be a regression to um, Kirk Cousins' play as well. So that's another thing. Um, to answer your question, I think the reason that I'm most lukewarm on my team is just because in the wide receiver and in the um. Uh, the tight end position, I just, I felt uh, that I wasn't able to get the stability or a guy that I would be more, um, more comfortable with. Not saying that Tanyan's a bad pick, but I would have never thought that I would be drafting Robert Tanyan in this draft. He never, he was never on my radar. So I was just like a bit thrown off about how the draft came to me. And, um, it just it leaves me questioning some of my some of my players. So, so you tilted a little bit. I you panic in the moment. Uh, a little bit of panic, but I mean, I think it's also worth noting that no matter where you are in the draft, you might have to reach for a player. Number one, you might want that player on your team, or you need to fill uh, f- fill a role on your team. Uh, just because of how the draft board fell to you. So to actually get the uh, players to f- balance your roster the most, you might actually have to reach for a player. So don't ever be afraid to reach for a player because uh, that just because the player is sitting at the top of the the list in your in your um, on your draft board doesn't mean that he's necessarily going to be the best pick for your team. You know what? I think after your little panic there, we should call you Panic Man Walters. <laughs> you think so? All right. Well, that's what a genius idea. That's all. That's all I have for uh, for for my team. Um, Jack or um, Guard? Did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? That's that's all I have for everything tonight. So, 
I mean, I definitely would like to mention Carrie's che- Cheesecakery one more time. Go on Facebook, Google, or not got, go, not Google, but go on Facebook, search up Carrie's Cheesecakery. She makes incredible cheesecakes, and it's definitely left me satisfied tonight. It'll leave you satisfied, too. Carrie's Cheesecake. It's not mold. It's just cookies. <laughs> cheesecakery, please. All right. Well, I would just like to say... Uh... Thanks, Garlic. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Sorry that it'd be get going, but you know, it was a lot easier, better than what it was the last time. A ton of hiccups in our audio I thought was pretty good. I'll have to go back and check the VOD here and make sure that but I'm I was how it went and I really appreciate you coming on. Why don't you make a plug for your podcast? Uh nah. I'd much rather just keep plugging Carrie's cheesecakery on Facebook. Are you sure? <laughs> In that fact, like, tell, tell her garlic sent you. That sounds like a hood idea. Okay, right on. Do you have any uh, fun? That's that's all we got for tonight. Okay, Jack, is that it? That's all that you got. That's all you want to do. That's all we got for tonight. No. You're not the host. I say when it's over with, man. You. That's all we got. <laughs> all right. So one last I don't time, like it when mommy a- and daddy fight. I want to thank. Uh, for coming out here and uh, doing this podcast with me tonight. I'd like to thank all of the listeners and all of the viewers out there on YouTube. I'd like subscribers on the YouTube channel. If you have not, so we are only a mere, what, 31 viewers from getting that sub. So please, please on our YouTube page and uh, we would very much appreciate it. You can find us on Discord. Please join the Discord. There is a ton of of uh, different sections there that you can chat about football or non-football related. It's a little slow there right now. We get the better it will be for sure. So please join the Discord. And uh, that's pretty much going to do it. I think we're going to be taking it away here. See you later, everybody.